Welcome to Intro to Wakandan Studies, or as I like to call it, The Road to Wakanda. This is a carefree black nerd classroom in which The Road to Wakanda is intended to introduce students to the content and contours of Wakandan studies, including its genealogy, development, and future challenges. I'm your professor, Rain Coleman, and in this session, we're joined by yet another brilliant professor. Um, he'll come in and share his thoughts on the Black Panther film as well. Um, I wanted to get a few people in here for this series so that you all could get a wide array of thoughts and feelings and takeaways from the film. So um, have some amazing things lined up today. Also, for those of you who are studying abroad and at home, be sure to use the hashtag RTWPod when listening to this session, as live tweeting will be 50% of your grade. All right, class, uh, today we have a very special guest lecturer. It's going to have a little conversation about a little movie I asked you all to go see as your midterm project, a little movie called, a little indie film, Black Panther. <laughs> we have a special guest professor here. Go ahead, professor, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is, um, I'll just call myself Professor Troublemaker. Um, I am the co-host of Black Mary Fly podcast, uh, comic book head my entire life, and I am the president of BYNKradio.com. It is an honor to be in your classroom, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And all you motherfuckers, no, all you, <laughs> all you other students out there in the distance learning and those of you here in the class with us today, thank you all for coming back. You could have been in any class, but you chose to be in this one. So today we will be discussing Black Panther. Um, any initial thoughts? Any feelings? This is spoiler. So anyone listening to this session, if you haven't seen a movie, you can pause it and come back. But we will be spoiling everything. So, um, dope, dope movie. Um, I, like I stated previously to another colleague, I did not like the movie at first, only because I had my comic book. Um, nerd glasses on and I was expecting this movie to be a very uh, black and white type of movie where there's a very obvious evil and there's a very obvious good mm -hmm. and never sh shall the two meet uh, type of situation um, it was a movie that was filmed like I feel like the style was a little bit darker more like a, a Zack Snyder type of style not mm -hmm. quite but but it was more a, a darker kind of movie more earth tones um, if that makes sense um, and it wasn't it wasn't any of those things that I just expected. I expected a, a real shiny suit type of Black <laughs> Panther, if that makes sense. And he was a a man that a man. He he was a human being. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of conflict in him. I saw a lot of um different different shades. A lot of a lot of different um nuances in him as a character. And most of the supporting cast and uh not so much the antagonist Killmonger, which um we can get into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But by and large, it, it was a very awesome movie with multiple layers. Um. I recommend that people see it multiple times if possible. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel the same way. I, however, loved it. <laughs> as soon as I sat down here, the, the previews was on. I was like, oh, this shit is amazing. <laughs> no, um, I, um, I had a really good experience watching it for the first time. The first time I watched it was actually a fluke. I was like, okay, I'm oh, off really? work a little bit early. Let me go and see if there's a ticket available. Mm. This was on that first Thursday. And I happened to get a seat, so I was like, all okay. right, bet, I'm going to go do this. It was great. Everything else was pretty much planned, but I, I'm glad I went. I went on my own. Um, I just laid back with some Snickers and some gummy bears and just, you know, took it all in. Mm -hmm. And it was so 
refreshing. I felt like, and I keep saying this, and I don't know if it's because I'm old, but I keep defaulting <laughs> to the 90s. Like, I feel like that whole Living Single Martin, uh, Jason's Lyric, uh, mm. School Days, though there was the mm. 80s, that whole era of black cinema and yeah. black film, that's the feeling I got from this movie. And that leads me to a question, which is, do you think that Black Panther, like you'll get a movie, say, we'll just say Martin, we watch a Martin, and they'll make reference to Blue Hill Avenue or, you know, mm-hmm. Jason's Lake or something. They'll make reference to a black movie. Do you feel like this is the type of film where maybe an Insecure Season 3 or maybe another movie down the road will get a reference to Black Panther in another black film? Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, sometimes I went, when I first started, uh, because there were people who were able to see the movie on Tuesday and Wednesday that, mm-hmm. that I know um, before it came out on Friday. I saw it on Thursday. But uh, that they were saying that this is a, a paradigm shift mm-hmm. in black culture and this is going to like not necessarily change things. But the difference between like a Jason's lyric and this movie is, let's say Jason's lyric at the time was probably produced for like 20% mm-hmm. less than like the average Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. This movie was produced for probably double the average budget. This one mm-hmm. had a, this had a $200 million budget. Mm-hmm. It made that plus $50 million in four days. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about it. My timeline is still on fire about still. things related to Black Panther. Uh, Wakanda Forever on Twitter, I think, is still <laughs> trending last time I checked. Dead, dead serious. So I think that this movie is going to hopefully create a lot of other opportunities for the actors that were involved. Uh-huh, it's going to create uh-huh. a whole lot of opportunities for the creators and for those who are trying to get black movies out. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, in a way, I feel like um, the the movie Get Out helped um, crack that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then the other thing was the way we responded to Black Panther. If mm-hmm. Black Panther had been created for $200 million and this opening weekend was 25, there would not be a Black Panther anything else yeah. after that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the way we got behind this movie and supported it, I think it's a testament to the power of the black dollar and what the black community can do when we put our minds to it. So, yeah, this is, this is a, a game changer. Yeah. I was thinking about that because I, I can't, recall any specific instances but there have been several times i was watching a tv show from back in the 90s mm-hmm. and they referenced something else yeah and I, that's the thing i'm like this is a marvel movie and this is like superhero movies are now the the norm right and i say that because you don't get just superhero you'll get a political drama wrapped in a superhero right. movie. you'll right. get um even wonder woman though it is a comic book movie it was very much like I would say a feminist. Yeah, the white feminist move type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was but and it they was were latching rap- onto it that way. Absolutely. Just like black folks and Black Panther, maybe not as much, but it we're in this age now where you'll get your comic books on this major stage, which is already a big deal. Mm-hmm. And but for this to be a Marvel movie, that's the thing that's blowing my mind. Not that it's done amazing numbers and it's still being tweeted and all that, because that shit is great. Yep. But it's the fact that now when the kids who are four and five years old now, when they're in high school, whatever popular TV show is going on, they might reference, oh, nigga, you think you fly? You bougie like you from Wakanda. Something to yeah. that effect where this yeah. is a Marvel movie that is now in the black pantheon of movies. Like, mm-hmm. this is... And that's the thing that's like, damn, like, and I feel like they went above and beyond to make this as black as possible to the point where even when, spoiler alert, Bucky showed up at the end, it was at the very end. Yeah. You didn't have a lot of white (laughs) interference. I didn't think about that, but yeah. You you didn't have white interference. You didn't have 
other Marvel property interference. Because mm-hmm. you could have easily relied on Tony Stark showing up and doing something with his tech. That would have pissed me off, dog. I'm not even going to front. That would have had me like, what the fuck? Same. And mainly for me, in the comics, it didn't bother me so much in ta Coates' run yeah. because they have an established relationship. Right. Here, nigga, I don't know you. Exactly. You know? Like, uh, last time I saw you, you were whooping ass in the street. Absolutely. Like, that's all I know about that you. That is it. <laughs> so, so I, it's just, that's what amazes me more than anything is that I'm probably going to be into my 40s or 50s and I'm going to hear references in pop culture about Wakanda. You, mm-hmm. Just like you hear stuff about Zamunda now prior to yeah, yeah. Black Panther even being mentioned um, in Civil War, you still may have been few and far between, but you still got your Zamunda, Zamunda memes. Mm-hmm. You got your Halloween costumes. Yep. So I'm, that's, bruh, that feels good. So <laughs> those those were the two movies I was going to reference. I was mm-hmm. going to reference Coming to America and the impact that that had even long term for it to in the way that like people because I, I wasn't I wasn't really alive when Coming to America mm-hmm. came out, mm-hmm. but trust me, I've seen it a million times because my parents showed it to same, me. Same, same. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the other movie I was going to say is like Malcolm X, the the one that mm-hmm. had Denzel Washington, yeah. the way that inspired like all those X hats, celebrities were wearing them left and right. And you yeah. had a, a clothing company called Cross Colors that was making that kind of clothing and people were wearing it in the mm-hmm. early 90s. I feel like Wakanda, uh, I keep wanting to call the movie Wakanda. <laughs> I feel like Black Panther is going to be like, it, it's in the evolutionary chart. Like there's probably earlier movies than Coming to America, but there's Coming mm-hmm. to America, Malcolm X, and then. Black Panther because the differences like with Malcolm X and and uh, coming to America those are movies that somebody black had to reach out and figure out and to yes. produce whereas with Marvel and th- I don't know if this is a good or bad thing but this was you know some white executives mm-hmm. saying hey we're gonna try to involve this guy mm-hmm. see what kind of reaction we get mm-hmm. it, it generated a lot of interest mm-hmm. both both black and white people mm-hmm. and then they decided to make this movie and it went gangbusters mm-hmm. so now it's a sense where at least within the MCU mm-hmm. um, executives can say hey, we can include all these black characters yep. that are in the comic books because we know they will make money. Yes. This is no longer yes. a gamble. Yes, and even to the extent that the Captain Marvel, which is about a white woman, mm-hmm. though she is a, a fan favorite of a lot of people, right. is now including Homegirl from Spike Lee's um, She's Gotta Have It. I forget her name. She's very me, pretty. But she, it's rumored that she will be Monica Rambeau. Oh. Uh, so the very fact that hmm. we okay. have the... Because... Again, at the time of this recording, we don't know if she has been confirmed as Monica Rambeau, but operating off of that assumption, even if she's another character, the fact that you're bringing in a black woman into this film, and it's not like she's, you know, um, extra number three, because right, it, it was, right. you know, y'all y'all made it a point to let us know who she was, where she come from, where would you know her from, and that she's in this film now. So it's like... Though that's on the back end because Ms. Marvel is a flashback film mm-hmm. set in the 90s, it's still the fact that we're getting representation. Like, if she's Monica Rambeau, that is damn good. But if she's yeah. a new character, you know, maybe she's, maybe she'll be a mutant. You know, if that's the case, that's awesome too. You know? Right. Yeah, I just I just Googled it just to check. You know, it's, it's still a rumor. Nobody's officially confirming anything, so I don't want to mm. say it's an automatic yes. Okay, okay. DeWanda Wise is her name. Okay, there you go. And it's so simple. My bad, DeWanda. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's that's my biggest thing. My biggest takeaway is that this movie is now in the black cinema Rolodex. So yeah, it's in the pantheon like, of great that, black movies. That's that's it. And it's, it's, it's such a layered film mm-hmm. that – 
Not to say you don't get that with any other Marvel film, but you don't get it to this extent. Right. This has been, and it, although it's a win for Black Panther, I feel like it's a win for comic books in general because you have so many properties on TV that are based off of comic books that people don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, even The Walking Dead, I'm sure there's someone who watches that faithfully and might not know that's based off a comic book. Right. So you get these, and and it's easier, I feel, to be taken seriously on on, uh, TV, but then when you get into like the different ideas that Black Panther paid, played with on film, that isn't a Black Panther series. That's a Black Panther movie yeah. on film. So like you said, the, it did numbers in four days right? with this dark, more emotional tale that you don't get from any other Marvel film. Right, right. So, And, and I think it's interesting that uh, I almost feel like that was a gamble in a way mm-hmm. that you use um, – character development, character emotions to keep the pacing rather than actual action scenes and explosions. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like even, even in, um, really across all of them, it, it, I can't, I can't think of a single, probably, probably Captain America, uh, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is probably yeah. the closest one I can think of mm-hmm. where they tried to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But this one is there, there are some action scenes, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's the car chase, you know, in, in uh soul or wherever. And, and it wasn't a soul. It was, it was in, um, but it was in South Korea, mm-hmm. and you know there was a couple of fights in Wakanda, and then there's the final, you know, climax where all, everybody's fighting each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't rely on those. It, right. It it, re- it requires you to empathize with characters mm-hmm. in order to move the story along. And that's uh, it, which I don't understand why it took so long to get to this point because in comics that has been the thing mm-hmm. that I think DC has excelled over Marvel in a sense because you are yeah you know these characters you fall in love with them and then you have these stories right. whereas in in Marvel and oh, I forgive me the podcast I was listening to I completely forgot the name but it was they were discussing how. Marvel is now about to do this fresh start, this reboot, this mm-hmm. relaunch. You keep doing this over and over again. You say it so that you can be um, new reader friendly, but you're not. You're the only Marvel property that I can think of off the top of my head that is has that emotional weight to actually is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because you have Miss these Marvel consistent yeah. writers who are writing and developing these characters and they aren't constantly rebooted to the point where now we're at issue 12 so you know it's going to be a whole new team on it. Right. And with these movies, it was not a whole lot of action in it. But like you said, the emotional arcs that these characters had carried you from fight scene to fight scene. Mm-hmm. Even that first scene with um, T'Challa coming down from the uh, the spaceship to yeah, the craft, meet to, yeah, yeah to meet Nakia right that was I noticed darker on film than it was in the previews they lightened it up so you could see what was going on I'm not gonna lie I did a media blackout on all of that I didn't want to see okay. anything okay well no I I, 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 saw, I saw him afterwards yeah. and I noticed that that shit because I was like why the fuck is this so dark I'm like is it because I'm wearing glasses I'm like no. making excuse I was like, but it made sense. With the film, because this is a stealthy, quiet, powerful suit that you're wearing. Yeah. So it made sense to lighten it up for the trailer to generate interest. But mm-hmm. that it's a good movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think to to go with what you said, where like that, I'm I'm more of a DC fan really now than Marvel. Like in the comic books, mm-hmm. only because and I started out as a, as a Marvel kid. Yeah. Um. Um. 
you know, like my, my father had the first Captain America where he's punching like Hitler with the shield. He has an original <laughs> in the rapper. Like, okay. so I, I was exposed to all of that young, but I think one of the things that I like is, I mean, there's no comparison when it comes to the, to the cinematic universe of mm -hmm. both sides. Um, but one of the things that Marvel has a tendency to do, I think, in my opinion, is they, they try something, mm -hmm. then they go all in on it, and then they, it starts to go throughout the universe. I feel like like Guardians of the Galaxy, like the first one, for example, like that style and the way mm -hmm. it was kind of like, you know, lighthearted and things like that, they saw it really work. They kind of did it with Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. I feel like with this Black Panther where they see, like, you know, the people weren't completely turned off by, you know, this emotional character development, mm -hmm. especially with, um, you know, the movie new movies going forward. Um, I think they're gonna try to try to embrace that a little bit more as far as things like character development and drama and stuff like that. I'm hoping so, and especially I'm, with the Avengers movie. Absolutely, you, you know that's the other thing that I'm hoping that with this, and I I already I have enough faith in Marvel that I know Avengers: Infinity War is gonna be good. Right. Period. Like I'm not right. even, especially coming off of Black Panther, though Ryan Coogler didn't write or direct Infinity War. Yeah, you. I, you, they're not going to bomb on Infinity War. I, no. it's just, that's just not, they're not going to do it. But I'm hoping that with the direction that they've taken and the care that they've put into Black Panther and even Thor Ragnarok in the sense that, like you said, they saw what worked and repackaged that. Right. Because I, I felt like with the Hulk, we got more. I think we got more from him in that movie than I think we got in other movies. Yeah, I agree with that. I would like to see once they introduce the mutants and other characters who they didn't have before to get that same level of care going into this next phase. Because mm -hmm. though we have 10 years worth of amazing movies, they could get so much better to the point where, and I don't know if this is a good or bad, but we could get like a Jason's lyric style movie with superheroes in the sense that this is a heavy romantic dark movie like does, do you get what I'm no saying? yeah I, I know what you're saying i think something like that like you have to do that it, it has to be in a phase plan you know what i'm mm -hmm, saying that's not mm -hmm. something because um comic books are getting hot again you know mm -hmm. because mcu is doing so well mm -hmm. um people are you know getting sucked back into black panther and researching it and stuff like that i mm -hmm. think that's something that you you can't spring that on people because mm -hmm. casuals are going to go into that and then they're going to be like this movie was crap mm -hmm. i ain't seen nobody dying nobody's <laughs> looking enough ass i just saw wonder woman and superman kissing like that's just whack you know what i'm saying so so they don't they don't want to see that necessarily per se but uh -huh. but if you ease them into that where you say mm -hmm. hey these pe these these characters like they are in the comic books mm -hmm. they're not just you know battle warriors who just mm -hmm. whoop ass and you know kill each other like they have nuance you know iron man has substance abuse problems like things like that mm -hmm. like over time mm -hmm. then people like to, it, they start to expect that right 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 and i think that's um and though it is comic books so you want your fantastical and you're amazing but at the end of the day you do still have people playing these parts and i think tony stark thor and like somebody else like their contracts are up are, yeah are done. Uh -huh. so yeah. i'll say that to say that chris hemsworth and get, uh, robert Downey yeah, Jr. yeah yes yes if we get things more human looks like um storm god i cannot remember the name of that arc of hers that storyline where she lost her powers shit is right on the tip of my tongue she i didn't like that one dog i know which one you're talking about yeah and see i've only read i think the that first issue of that but that was back when i was a kid okay but i know that that is a like a fan favorite like that's one of the stories where people say if you want to know about storm that's the arc you look at okay in that sense yeah and that I feel, and I feel so what, what i'm saying is if we could have gotten 
the mutants with Fox in the last 10 years, we may have possibly been able to get a whatever that story is. Let me look it up. I'm saying mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever that story is around this Black Panther or maybe not right before Infinity War, but we probably could have gotten at least an arc with some of that emotional um, weight to it. Yeah. So you don't have to all because like you said, it used to be when I would pick up comics as a kid, it's like, okay, the action is action is cool. But I would still sometimes be like, well, damn, I just got from issue one to 80 and then 81 to 85. They ain't took a minute to just relax. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they play baseball. And as soon as somebody hit the baseball apocalypse and showed them, I'm like, God, do yeah. these people ever chill. And I know that right. wouldn't make for a great comic book, but go to the circus for a minute, like do something <laughs> different. And, and so I don't know. I just, I just think it would be nice to get more, superhero films or at the very least more black films major motion picture films off of the strength of black panther that are more than just i'm a slave you know uh your your daddy was shot in the Uh drive-by like something more give me that 90s feeling back goddamn yeah no man like i think that's that was in in a way to me the second second golden age of comic books mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and storytelling in in that way the 90s were uh quick update though i just looked it up basically every major character um for uh that that's in the avengers yeah all of their contracts are up except for i mean after after the the last the avengers second movie one, yeah. yeah um except for black panther um what's his face uh benedict cumberbatch mm-hmm. uh the guy who plays spider-man yeah. and um I think Hulk's contract is not technically up. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, oh, and Ant Man, everybody yeah. else's contracts are up, so they have to do a renegotiate. Yeah, I think guys like um, Iron Man are probably going to fall off. I don't see him. Oh, I don't see cool. Robert Downey, Downey Jr. doing another Iron Man movie. Like he might do cameos and other people's yeah. stuff, but yeah. I don't expect him to do an Iron Man four. I hope he doesn't. Like that man. Is... I don't think he wants to. To be honest. Yeah, let him live. Let him sleep. And he's starting to get older, dog. Like he's starting to look older. Yeah, that that part because <laughs> he in Spider Man. I mean, he 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 was a lot of CGI. Like he wasn't. In, he wasn't. You know, they That's just had his face. That was yeah. it. It wasn't no moving around. So yeah, let that man sleep. Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the characters. Do you have a favorite from the film? Um. I mean, honestly, uh, Michonne, because I can't, I can't think. Okoye. Yeah, Okoye. No, I can't think of her. I can't, I can't think of her real name. Yeah, but Okoye. Denaya Guerrero. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because, like, in my personal opinion, she is just so awesome to look at. Like, she, she is so physically appealing to me. <laughs> like, in the nicest way I can put that as a married man. Okay. Um, I, I like the strength that she portrayed, like, mm-hmm. as a woman within the film. I think mm-hmm. that's important for black women to see, uh, uh, you know, because they're kind of the bottom of the totem pole in a lot of ways in our society. Mm, absolutely. Um, so, kind of as a sleeper, um, she was my favorite character. I mm. feel like though, Shuri stole all the steam. All the absolutely, she yeah. was a scene stealer. She she ate that up. She was <laughs> so adorable and yeah. so like, how do I put this? She had she felt real, mm-hmm. and I say that because. Yeah. If we're going to accept that Wakanda is a real place, she feels as if a Wakanda 2018, this is what a black girl would be like. Yes. A carefree black girl who's been able to live 
and grow in this space, mm-hmm. not touched by white hands. I understand. Like yeah. she felt so real. She felt so innocent. She into and, and the. And I'm saying that to the point of, and not to reduce the woman to sex, but it feels as if if she's engaged in sex, that doesn't make her less innocent or tainted as it would yeah. in our society. Right. Like she feels as right. if. I'm this smart ass girl, but I'm also this motherfucker's little sister. And I'm like, even she just she felt, felt like real. a very pure, yeah, pure kind of being. And I mean, I think the point that you just brought up about, mm-hmm. um, you know, how it is growing up in, in America and in black society, mm-hmm. uh, a woman, no woman of that age. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be able to conduct themselves a little bit like that around family, mm-hmm. but you're going to see like different nuances and things to say, mm-hmm. I've lived a lot more life than I look like. Right. You know right. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like she in, in that aspect. Now that you say that, mm-hmm. I feel like she really played that role. Cause I, mm-hmm. I imagine it's, it's very difficult for somebody who's, you know, lived life as a black woman in our culture mm-hmm. to just sort of release all of that and come across that way on the screen. Absolutely. I think she's oh Guyanese and British. Letitia Wright. Yeah, she I don't know. Oh, look, I'm I'm, I'm Googling. Go ahead and talk, man. She is <laughs> but, British and Guyanese. Okay, nice. there you go. There yes. you go. Okay. And so she has a slightly different lived in experience than American women, but even right. still it can't just like you said, I feel like that's a testament to her acting. Mm-hmm. And even because I think she was the breakout star, even Mbako, who was like He's the, the one that I'm, I'm hearing all the ladies mention. Right, like, right. It's, that, it's like Chad wasn't even in the movie. Chad with Bozeman was And that's such a great part of the movie because <clears throat> if we're if we're looking at the cast as a whole, this was an amazing cast. And the movie is Black Panther. But for a good portion of it, it was focused on the women and Wakanda itself. Right. It wasn't focused on him. Right. And, but he still... I feel like he's the glue in the movie, but he's not the one who makes it. Absolutely. I think that's fair. That is fair. Because even the 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 small amount of time that Ramonda, a.k.a. Um, Big Mama, ain't team. Uh, yeah, that's her. Uh, Angela Bassett. Yeah, shit. God damn. Yeah, the, <laughs> sm- the limited amount of time that she was on screen, she still played her part. She was still very important. It was like, I know that in that four-hour uh film that they got they didn't cut up her her parts i know Mm -hmm. she was speaking more i know she was doing more they didn't they didn't cut that shit up but she was still such a presence in the film i believe that leticia wright was her daughter yeah i believe that they were a film like i that they made me but in this i have to i have to give the credit to ryan cooler because i can't i cannot bring myself to fall back on my living experience makes this more palatable like mm-hmm. i have to believe and if i'm wrong let me know that white people and asians and mexicans will also see that and associate letitia wright with being angela's daughter like you i just yeah i feel like they did a good job right so i mean to be fair though i, I think one of the things that's like sort of a testament to angela bass's mm-hmm. acting is like you said there's probably a like probably half hour worth of scenes that are on the cutting room floor for her mm-hmm. but um even even though that might be the case like consistently she sort of brings this like regality this royalness yes. like to the role itself that she can just i've seen her do it in other movies mm-hmm. and i think it's amazing that she can just impose that sort of i don't know oprah kind of vibe to <laughs> a, to where she's not like she's yes. not overly sexual but she's uh-huh. still obviously black but she's still to be respected mm-hmm. as a woman mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying absolutely um one thing i would like to see though in a second black panther film is interaction between her and t'chaka because to my knowledge they have never 
I'm sure because they filmed the same movie, they may have been around each other. Mm-hmm. But in the chronological history of Marvel films, they have never been around each other. Yeah. So I would like to see how they interact with each other and see that royal family as a family unit and see mm-hmm. what that looks like. So if they can throw some flashbacks in and give me some of that, I would love to see that. Yeah. That, um, especially consider even go even further back. Cause you know, T'Chaka in the beginning as a young man, that's his actual son. Yeah. I found that out. And I was, I was like, that is insane. So give me that. Cause that'll get that man another job, yep, you know? Yep. And so give me even further back when him and Ramonda first got together, right. give me, that and then you know do a little flash forward to Angela and homeboy and then flash forward again like because he died in his first mm-hmm. appearance so yeah. I want to see more of that <laughs> nigga uh, yeah so hey. so speaking of T'Chaka mm-hmm. like how'd you feel about the scene with him and his brother and Joe and and he killed him uh, I was like dog I, like that's like so sorry before before no, before you answer ahead. that. That is the biggest <laughs> problem I had with the movie. That humongous deviation with that character, where like I don't, they sort of recreated him. Like mm-hmm, he was, mm-hmm. it was like he was new for the movie, but mm-hmm. I can. He's referencing somebody else. Yeah, it's it's like an alternate universe type of situation. Right, right, and, and that's why I was saying before I can accept that change because I know this is a whole universe in itself. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're pulling for the. They are pulling from the comics, but the ultimate universe was the regular universe. Just if it had started, I think, in like 2005 or something. Okay. So I can accept that certain things were changed, especially because Sterling K. Brown was did his damn thing. And yeah, they did. didn't let out that he was going to be in this movie. I didn't see anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about it either. I just oh. saw him and I was like, because I don't know. I was on media mm-hmm. blackout, so I was like, mm-hmm. maybe they'd made an announcement. No. I just wasn't paying attention. I have never seen anything that says. And like even with the IMBD, I was very careful about going to the IMBD but only looking at the first five because okay. I felt like the first five would be who was in the in the trailers. Yeah. You know, so I feel like if I saw um Angela Bassett and then Lupita, as long as I saw like Homeboy from Get Out, Wakabi, then I was mm-hmm. good. I was stopped right there. So I never saw Sterling K. Brown's face. Well so that's interesting because I'm on the IMDB site right now and uh Njobu's listed above Ramonda. Oh really? They reordered it. If, okay. they, if if you see if you saw it that see, way and Angela Bassett was there listed, uh-huh. then somebody went in and changed it and reordered. Okay, it. maybe so. That's pretty cool. Because yeah, I did not see him at all. That that further lets me know that that was kept under wraps, super tight. And that's damn good. And that's I really appreciate that because there's not, I guess in this day and age with social media and everything is so instant and right away, you have to know everything to the point where mm-hmm. you got you get people to look at trailers and break them down and get like the 50 things that you can get from this trailer. Yeah. It's like, yep. That's all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, and that's probably how kids operate now because now the, the, the teens and tweens are of the cell phone and computer generation. Right. But I'm to the point where if they had have had, which this is ridiculous, but if Britney Spears had been the big bad in this film, that would have been an amazing surprise because I wouldn't have known yeah. that she was in the yeah. film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like little things like that for that man to be, to play such a pivotal role in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I, cause I just got into this is us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that's a, a dope show. This nigga. So every time I see him now, <laughs> I'm going to just start crying. That's yeah. just, when yeah. I see him, I'm just crying and get it out the way. But, to your question, <laughs> I I liked it because it fucked me up. Not many times do I get a mm-hmm. movie uh, where something happens and I don't see it coming 
or it doesn't um, catch me by surprise. Yeah. And what the amazing thing of that scene was, you were presented with something, and this even goes to people who know nothing about the comics. You were presented with Oakland, California in 1992. Right. So for me, I'm like, okay, something is going to happen. This has to connect to Wakanda. Right. But it did not connect in the way I thought it did. Right. When he spoke with that African accent, fucked me up. Mm-hmm. When uh, young Forrest Whitaker saw the Dora Milaje, that fucked me up. When they came in and T'Chaka appeared out of that was the dog soul fly, dog. That <laughs> fucked me up. When so it when homeboy dropped his James and and spoke in his Wakanda, that mm-hmm. like it was consistently that thing was done so well. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Even when he, I jumped back when he killed them. When the mm-hmm. claws went in, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, this is about to start a war. So it it, I didn't like it because I didn't want him to kill his brother, but I loved it because it took me by surprise. Yeah. So from a storytelling mm-hmm. perspective, for me, like from the jump, like it sort of it, it puts you in this whirlwind thing where you don't know what the heck's going on. Like mm-hmm. I'm somebody who who can you know predict storylines yeah. fairly decently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then okay, um. When when they're at the door, he already knows who they are. I'm like, okay, he must be Wakanda. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be his brother. At I all. didn't expect the 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 plot twist with yes. Forrest Whitaker. Yes. I, I didn't expect that to be Forrest Whitaker. One, I didn't expect him to be Wakanda too. And then and then the third thing where that kid that was on the basketball court, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that Seth was Carter. Gonna, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was going to be Killmonger. Well, see, that's, I didn't see that coming. That's the only thing for me. I knew who that was because I've been following him on Instagram forever. Oh, okay. And that's only because I was like, I, I randomly saw on an article somewhere it said Young Killmonger. And so when I saw him, I followed him instantly. And I'm like, okay, he will, because he's credited as being Young Killmonger and I don't see Young T'Challa, Young Shuri, mm. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I need to follow this boy. Yeah. You know, and, and they had pictures of nothing spoilery, just pictures of him, uh, him and Killmonger, him and Michael B. Jordan, him and like his, like, so I knew he would play a part, but even knowing that I did not expect to see him fleshed out later in the movie. Like we did. Yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. So even that fucked me up and I knew he was in the movie. So, and, and the way, the way it all plays, you know what I'm saying? Like back to what you were saying earlier mm-hmm. about, um, you know, if you can if you can justify the way something actually is supposed to come across, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's a deviation mm-hmm, from the comic books, mm-hmm. um, Killmonger, like for everybody who hasn't been listening, well, shame on you. Um, <laughs> you know, he is Wakandan, but he doesn't have a relation to the royal family, mm-hmm. right? But right, right, right. Just I, that. I feel like in this movie, to me, this was a better story than Absolutely. him being related. You know, him Absolutely. being a cousin, and yes. you don't even and and nobody's yes. aware. Like T'Challa isn't aware. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that that T'Chaka like took to his grave for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better story. And you know, what you're saying that it reminds me of Thor. Thor Ragnarok parallels this movie in a way that you have these Marvel royal families mm-hmm. who are their present day prestige is built off of lies from back in the day. Like, like Kennedy he- family. Hella, <laughs> and, right, right. <laughs> Hella and Killmonger are essentially the same in the sense that they are these forgotten members of the family right. who nobody knew about. Yeah. And it's like, and we find out about them after the one person who can explain the rift is dead. Yep. That's the, and so though, I feel like this stands on its own and is better than Thor. It still parallels in a way that I would love to see 
in Infinity War, Hella and Killmonger just fucking shit up together. <laughs> like just, just the the black sheep's just kicking ass. That yeah. would be so. Dumb. But yeah. it, I really, I really enjoyed Killmonger's arc in this movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I mean to be honest, man, like I, I loved it. I think some of the reception that I've seen on social media to mm-hmm. me is a little bit confusing concerning Killmonger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a lot of people act like he was the actual good guy. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, personally, he's not. Like I understand what he wants. I can actually respect what he wants. Yeah. I think the way he's going to go about it, like as far as you know, um, trying to you know cause a world war is not going to end well for right, right, his right. country. Mm-hmm. But um, let's not act like he wasn't a cold piece. Like he wasn't shooting his girlfriend and choking grannies out. Well, uh, that now that again, this is towards the end of the movie when he choked that black woman yeah like that all up off up. the ground i was like Bruh, this I, guy's too far gone it, <laughs> and again a testament to ryan cooler because i i expected for him and this still would have been bad i expected for him to slap her and just be done mm. but he choked this woman like she was a grown man and held uh, her uh, yeah like she was gonna die if he didn't put her down kind of situation i was just in it, 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 in that part of the movie like fucked my head up because that's when you realize this man is insane. Right. Because like she said, nigga, this is for the kings to come. Like, you, did you think you were immortal? Right. Did you not plan to Somebody maybe have some Somebody got to take your kids? spot, right. Like, it, even if nobody challenges you while you're alive, you're going no, to die. I mean, die. when you die, yeah. Somebody like, has to fill a role. I was like, oh, shit, what is wrong? He's going to burn it. Nigga, why not? And he didn't even, like, he, give two to me and then burn it off. Right, right. Ah, that, yeah, that's, that. I am a fan of Killmonger. Um, I appreciate the way he was played in this film, though he wasn't the seven foot tall, imposing, yeah. physical, um, physically imposing character. Like, as I've said it before, I feel like M'Baku, the guy, Winston um, Duke, should mm-hmm. have played Killmonger just on the sheer size alone. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, just off saying. his size. But I feel like he was a good adversary to T'Challa, Looking at size, yes, purely just size. Um, but I do. I feel like he brought up some good points, especially as it relates to Africans and African Americans, and a lot of the kind of back and forth that I've seen online, mm-hmm. and that I've even heard in conversations, like when I lived in Atlanta and was around a lot more Africans and uh, okay. and whatnot. Right. But I feel like they, they, I feel like they handled his character in a way that. If he returns in another movie, you talking about Killmonger? Yeah. Okay. They could do something better with him. I, I mean, so a couple of things. Like as far mm-hmm. as the size goes, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad they didn't like cast Winston Duke. I think. I mean, I think he was casted perfectly. Absolutely. As Mbaku, mm-hmm. I think if they had, you know, casted some big hulking type of guy, mm-hmm. it would have been a situation where it's like. All right, if T'Challa whips this dude like with no power, like it's gonna look unbelievable. So we right. know the ass whooping's coming. Right, like it has right, to come. Right. And that was kinda of something that kinda of messed me up a little bit with Kelmonger. Mm-hmm. I expected like during that fight with that, that throne challenge, mm-hmm. I expected I didn't expect uh T'Challa to just get beat down like that and then just thrown off the waterfall. I I knew he wasn't dead because that'd yeah. be the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to happen like that. I thought he was gonna imprison that dude or mm-hmm. or you know, show him off to everybody like I whipped your king's ass yeah. and shit and oh, he's gonna yeah. escape from prison or yeah. something like that. I didn't expect him just get thrown ah, off a waterfall duck but that nigga was crazy though like yeah. i and and that's the other thing because it was brought up to me they're like oh t'challa should have whooped his butt but Kilmark was fueled by rage and revenge yeah. and like he said i've prepared my whole life for this right 
T'Challa just right. prepared to be king his mm-hmm. whole life. He had a cushy life. He was able to study at Oxford and all this other shit. Right. Killmonger was angry for 20-something years. And the government turned him into a killing machine. A killing machine who was educated as fuck. Yeah. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that this man went to MIT and was right. like at the top of his class. And I like that they mentioned that. Because and, and that's, that's why... Again, spoiler alert, that nigga dead. But <laughs> I feel like he's coming back because in the comics he's been so. resurrected so. so many times. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like somewhere in the back of Wakanda, he created a cult that's going to resurrect him like they do in the comics. Like, Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I would like to see him in, in the next movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it's going to help a long way. Like, are we talking, are we talking sequels yeah, now? Mm-hmm. Okay, like... Um, I mean, it's fairly obvious for, you know, comic book readers and even casuals, I think, mm-hmm. that M'Baku is going to play some sort of role, major role in the next movie. Infinity War. You talking about Infinity War or Black Panther? No, Black Panther. Oh, okay, but he'll be in. I mean, yeah, he'll be in Infinity mm-hmm. War, yeah, because a lot of it takes place in Wakanda. But um, I like the interaction that him and uh, T'Challa had together. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks, again, he looks human. He doesn't look yeah. like this full of rage type of character mm-hmm. that... Um, in a lot of ways, he's portrayed in the comic books, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Which, man, real quick, man, shouts out to your <laughs> Road to Wakanda series, dog. Like, I, 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 man, it's it, it's required reading. You know, all, all you students out there, if you missed a class, you need to go back and check it out, cause, cause, dude, like, if you if you listen to that series and then watch the movie, it mm-hmm. gives you such an appreciation for so much of what's well, going good. on in I'm there. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that, man. But Mbaku, he's up there, you know, in in basically the Wakanda version of the Swiss Alps. You know, it's cold. And you know what I'm saying? And and he has an attitude. He should have an attitude. One yes. of the things that I like that he mentioned, you know, they, they mentioned their tribe yes. in the beginning of the movie, which mm-hmm. I thought was dope how they went off and, and isolated themselves. Um, but they still respected the king. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was saying... There hasn't been a, a Wakandan king here in centuries. Yes. You know, you guys don't come visit us. Nobody mm-hmm. cares a damn about us. Like, mm-hmm. we're up in the mountains trying to get our own thing off, and, you know, we're not rebels or nothing like that. I come through, you know. I mean, I, I feel like M'Baku should have whooped his ass during the challenge. Should have. Like, I'm like, <laughs> that's my personal opinion, because this dude looks like he's cut out of marble or something. Listen. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's very interesting. I didn't expect him to be uh as much of a a, a female fan favorite, yeah. you know, as he was, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think he's getting a lot more shine than, than Chadwick. I think it's going to open yeah. a lot of things for his career, yeah. you know, maybe turn it into a black sex symbol or something I hope like that. So. Mm-hmm. But I hope uh so. I I like I like the way he was portrayed. I feel I feel like though like to to get back to the sequel thing. Um I've said this before. I don't know how they do a third movie without you know what? I'm sorry. I'm deviating all over the place. Mm, I, di- I didn't like... Uh, so one thing I didn't like about the Bucky scene was that they were calling him White Wolf. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. didn't like that. There's there's a White Wolf character already. <laughs> like, like I hope this doesn't form around Bucky and turn him into something. That's, the, that's gonna... I don't, I don't like that, <laughs> personally. Like, but uh, they have like an M'Baku, Killmonger kind of situation, hopefully in the next movie. But mm-hmm. this goes back to... And I and I talked about this on a vlog. I wish that Fantastic Four had been developed some sort of way, just so we could see, you know, Latveria versus Wakanda type of situation. Because mm-hmm, Doctor mm-hmm. Doom tries to go get the their vibranium. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I I hope they this deserves a trilogy, especially if we're looking at numbers. Yes. I don't know how they do a third movie though without dragging some super obscure type of well, characters out. I feel like Ryan could do it. I feel like if Ryan and Tanahasi Coates and Brian Stelfreeze gets together. 
They can, and, and even if you're doing Ava DuVernay, because A Wrinkle in Time is coming up soon, you know, let's let's hope we get the oh, same reception for A Wrinkle in Time as we did for Black Panther. But if we, I feel like it can be done. Mm-hmm. And this has proved it because although Killmonger is one of the traditional big bads of Black Panther, right. he was delivered in such a way where now, like you said, he's a part of the royal family and we can easily accept it because it was done so well. Right. So I have faith that, and I'm hoping that with the Black Panther trilogy, it's not done how Captain America was. Captain America's trilogy was like, first nigga, then Winter Soldier, then Civil War. (laughs) Like, that involves so many people. Yeah. I would prefer that Black Panther as a trilogy is able to exist on its own. And I'm okay with these after Like they did Iron scenes. Man. Right, right. Okay. I'm okay with the after credit scenes, including other Marvel characters to tie it into the greater universe. Right. But making it so that these main three films are just a Wakanda trilogy. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, I, I, I want Shuri to be the Black Panther in the middle of the second film or towards the end of it or whatever. I want to see... Even if you don't do that, because he did such a great job with Killmonger, hell, mm-hmm. if Queen Ramonda ended up being Black Panther, <laughs> I'm sure I can accept it from him because you did such a great job with what you had with this film. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mbaku and Shuri, the the breakout stars of this goddamn movie. Yeah, and it what you know what I loved also is the women in the Jabari tribe. I felt like. They were just as capable and just as um, powerful as the men. Yes. Because when they came out at the end to, like, help, you know, shift the tide. Right. I saw a woman, and I don't know who she was, this light-skinned lady, and she with the face paint on her eyes, and she came back with, like, either a spear or something, and she was, like, the like my eyes went to her. Mm-hmm. And she's hollering and screaming like everybody. And it was just like, it's showing that these women, not only are you these regal women in the Golden City, like the, the royal family, but you got these motherfuckers that's holding their own yeah. with these men. Right. And we all on a plant-based diet. We all vegans <laughs> over here. It's like, <laughs> God damn. I, I want to see more of that. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. <laughs> do you do you think they sort of eliminated Nikia's, uh uh joining his rose gallery because she was kind of a woman that had a crush on mm-hmm. Black Panther, mm-hmm. I think, and she ended up being a bad guy. You, I don't think she's going to be a... I don't think Lupita's going to turn the bad guy in this so universe. Either. Yeah, like, so they either. too lovey-dovey. She seems too nice. She seems to care about the world too much. Yeah, and I feel like if they did anything with Malice, they'll give that character to someone else. Yeah, that's that's her name. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... I feel like they did a really good job with Nakia... And making her, just like you did with Killmonger, with altering her slightly, where now she's a spy versus a Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. Like she, right. and she played her part, and I believed that they had history when they were together. I believed that this is something that has been going on before the opening credits, and it's going to continue after the end credits. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think she'll be a villain. I think that you have to really sell me on this character becoming a villain. And that will have to come over time. You can't give me one movie where... Yeah, flip-flop. Yeah, because she was too hell-bent on... Even before we met her, chronologically, she was already helping out people right. when we met her. Yeah. So you can't... Yeah, she can't She can't be malice. She can't. 
I, I think the only way they, they could have left room for that if it was a situation where the child was like, we're going to stay isolated. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else. And okay. if you want to help people, fuck you too. Okay. Like, then they could have twisted it, but that kind of would have drawn a wrinkle in the MCU. Yeah, that could have, she could have been the, the, the punisher of this <laughs> yeah. series, the anti-hero. But yeah, but no, I think they did a really good job with Nakia. And I'm so happy to see Lupita, even Michonne, in a space... Mm-hmm. Surrounded by all these black people and yeah. just being right. I love watching them together. Mm-hmm. That that dance, that fight, that was like a dance. Like they that yeah. casino scene was fucking amazing. I know, and she threw that wig. Like I feel like that was symbolic too. That, like all of it, that was dope. It was. I watched Ryan Coogler's um breakdown of the casino scene okay. where he said, which and this is another <clears throat> a testament to him and his amazing talents because something about seeing the three of them together was comforting. No, is that not the word? I'll just say comforting for lack of a better word. But he broke down that, you know, they were wearing the colors of the African flag. He would wear the black, oh, the damn. green, and the red. And uh, even with Nakia wearing the, um, yeah, God, the design is the Wakandan design. That's like how their lettering and stuff is, okay. those lines and whatnot. And, with it, and even when... The fact that they were caught was the fact that Denai or Okoye, mm-hmm. she was telling Nakia to stand down, but she fucked around and said it in uh, the Wakanda dialect, which sounds more aggressive than English. That's how she was even caught. Mm. It, was, it was just like, oh my God, showing her true self is what it just. Yeah. Bruh. That's the. Like, it's just that intelligent, that, that super intelligent, like, attention to detail mm-hmm. that. I think that kind of stuff is what makes this movie rewatchable. Mm-hmm. There's so many movies, especially like, I mean, in the Marvel Universe, in my opinion, the main reason you're rewatching movies is to see stuff that you kind of miss. They're yeah. like winking nods, especially for comic book heads. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for this movie, there's so many different layers of actual symbolism that just relate to uh, black culture, mm-hmm. that just relate to us as a group, you know, uh, um, speaking to different things. Yes, absolutely. I um, Even... <coughs> As it related to the villains and the white people in this film, Claw was a dynamic villain. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I, they're, they're, I, <laughs> I didn't like that Claw just died. Like, he got killed. I didn't like that because that's another person that's kind of, you know, a, a big five in Black Panther sort of rose gallery. <clears throat> and he he just got clipped like that was the end of it. Like, well, that's the end of him. You know, he served his purpose. And we just... Transfer right on over to kill uh, Killmonger, but he's he's another character that's been resurrected as well. Oh, really? So that's yeah. But he became like some oh the, like all faceless the... like like he he became some very comic book type of character. Oh, you talking about when the thing they did where he's like made of pure sound? Yeah, or pure energy. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that regard, I'm like, I okay, hope they don't do that. But see, what did they do with his body? Did wait. Did they even show? Cause they just, didn't. He just dropped it off like okay. here's his body. That's what I thought. So who's to say he don't get resurrected? Yeah, he might too? be in a lab somewhere. Man, this. It's like all these, yeah, a lot of different question marks about things. This movie. So I, one more, one more thing. I I was, I, I was reading about this, and there was a thing on social media about Okoye because she is a lesbian in the comic books, mm-hmm. and I saw I saw hashtags give Okoye a girlfriend because. Mm-hmm. Um, her and uh, uh, can't think of his name. They're they're, they're lovers. Yes, thank you, Wakabi. Yeah. 
their their lovers, and that's not necessarily to the comic book mm-hmm. uh, appreciation. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I um I'm of two minds. I because I can accept that this world is different on its own. I can accept that, but at the same time, I I was always under the impression, and I I know this to be true. Dora Milaje do not fraternize, uh, yeah, for lack of a better exactly. term, with mm-hmm. anyone but the king. Yeah. Period. Right, right. That's why in the comics, Io and Anika, the two um, same gender loving lesbian uh, Dora Milaje members, are such a big deal because they have fallen in love with each other, and because of the um, atrocities that men in Wakanda have been committing, they just go on a spree of yeah, whooping ass right. and killing niggas. Right. So I feel as if, yes, this movie should not carry the weight of representation on its shoulders, but I personally feel like if you were going to give her a relationship, and it seems like they gave them that relationship specifically for that very end moment where she held the spirit him, and he mm-hmm. said, would you kill me? And she's like, yeah. Wakanda, yeah. I feel like that's the whole reason they even had that relationship was for that only because there was no other interaction. Yeah, they didn't really have a lot of physical interaction. So, they were just talking. I just, so I feel like that's a good point. They could have, if you're going to shoehorn that in there, you could have did that with a woman. But at the same time, I don't think that was needed. I don't think she needed to have that male lover. I don't think she needed to have a lover at all. I mm-hmm. thought as a Dormelage, she was devoted to the king and she was doing her a damn good job. So that romance there, I felt like wasn't needed. But if she had have had a romance with a woman, I feel like there would have... Because there wasn't a lot of interaction with Wakabi, you could have just as easily made her have that same lack of interaction with a woman. Yeah, because I feel like the whole reason for, like you said, about their um their relationship was just to demonstrate like how strong she is and how devoted she mm-hmm. is to her country. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that, it was it, just a vehicle. She could have honestly, and this is another, I don't know, fancy or whatever, you could have shifted her love for Nakia as opposed to Nakia and T'Challa because... That would have been interesting. Nothing... As a triangle. That yeah, I wasn't thinking that, but that's an even a better idea. Yeah. Because with T'Challa and Nakia, I didn't see they had that almost kiss on the stairs, like in the marketplace. But there wasn't. They kissed near the end of the movie. Yeah, it, it was sitting on those rocks and shit. But I, I feel like she could have Nakia could have been pansexual or bisexual, and that still would have been you know uh, an added level of I'm devoted to the king. But I'm also in love with this woman who happens to be quote unquote his woman or his love interest. Like mm-hmm. it could. I, so if you were going to give her a love interest and there wasn't any kissing or hugging or lo- like because she got more romance from his rhino than him. <laughs> like the rhino licked her. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know. They, so yeah, did they even hold hands for real? I don't think they, they just did. smiled at each other. Real That's nice. it. That's <laughs> it. And he said some shit in a council meeting. And she was like, nigga, gave him that look like, right. What are you talking about? You? Yeah. So yeah, I feel like for the lack of interaction that they had, they could have given that interest to a woman. Mm-hmm. And that would have been just as fine, if not better. Cause I don't, Wakabi just walked around in that damn scarf on the movie. Yeah. That's all he did. And get mad and shit. Like that's all he did. Right. He, that nigga. That's all he did. <laughs> so, do you feel like he was underutilized, Wakabi? Um, no, I feel like he played his part in the film, okay. especially with this being such a um, 
large cast. Because mm-hmm. even I feel like he suffered from what Angela Bassett suffered from, where he probably had more. He probably yeah, that's a good point. You know, and they took his very important scenes, which was him getting mad at uh, at uh, T'Challa and his dad, with him receiving Killmonger, with him and Okoye, and with him fight. Like I feel like they took the scenes that really mattered with him mm-hmm. and shortened them down and, and let them be what they were. So I feel like he could have been better, but he was fine. Yeah. The amount the time that he got was perfectly fine. I, th- I think if they were, because it was a sort of an ensemble cast. There's not mm-hmm. some ginormous star. It's not like The Rock was in the movie or something right, like right, right. that. Um, I, I feel like if you want to utilize everybody properly into their mm-hmm. fullest potential, then you do have a four-hour movie. Yeah. And things pacing does start to get a little crazy and budgets <laughs> get swollen. You have to have action scenes like right. every every 30 minutes or oh, something. God. So that would, to me, like if it was that long, it would have been unwatchable. Yeah. Well, not unwatchable. It just would have been not not so hot a, a movie. But I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing like all of that stuff when this comes out yes. on Blu-ray and, and yes. getting that full director's cut and all yes. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I want all of that. I want every. I want the bloopers. I want the behind yeah. the scenes. I want folks walking out of their trailer. Don't cut nothing. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> shit. They could almost do a, a documentary about the making. They of They might film. as well. Shit. And this will be the one film that I think even that will probably sell out. The behind the scenes. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Because like, you can give me that of Spider Man, and I'd take it or leave it because mm-hmm. it was a fun film, but. If they do like a a, a primetime cable type of situation or a miniseries where they covered the filming of it mm. or even just did a direct to DVD yes. I think it would do really good numbers see and I one thing I, I mentioned before with um with the different um with the girl who I was speaking with about um Trina actually from the talking to the screen podcast um getting a Netflix series that is a eight part series about the past of certain characters. Give me two episodes with Ramonda when she in, when she came into Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Give me two episodes about Sterling K. Brown as um is it Njobu? Is that it? Yeah, as you know him and Killmonger. Give me like give me something that's a companion piece to this film. Yeah. Like give, and I feel like you know you can you can pay these fools for two episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like give me something. Yeah, I mean to be honest, like. Like that's that's a dope idea. What I would like really, I would pay money for it even to see mm-hmm. is if they did like the Civil War in the very beginning where Bast comes up and then you know the heart shaped herb mm-hmm. like and, you know all that stuff that they were explaining in the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I man. would love to see that like as an actual show. Okay, it, it could almost play out like a Game of Thrones type of show. Absolutely, where you know you know this guy's trying to find his way. He's trying to embrace you know the power mm-hmm. that he has and mm-hmm. all these you know. You've got the Jabari tribe that decides to go up in the mountains and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, that would be dope as hell. A prequel type to to this film. Yeah, yeah, because that because even if you take out the flashbacks to Civil War from this film, it still reads as an amazing film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to add that at the very beginning of it, oh my god, and that little sand manipulation shit. Yeah, exactly. The intro, exactly. Like that man, that'll be. I just turn that into a show. Shit, copyright black. Uh, Carefree Black Nerd. That's fact. <laughs> <laughs> shit, hire us, nigga. No, uh, oh, oh, shit, yeah. Um, so one of the running themes I felt was like powerful women. Mm-hmm. What's your, your thoughts, general thoughts, specific thoughts on the women of this film? Um, I thought they were portrayed um, in a way that... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely real. Okay, so 
they were not portrayed necessarily realistically, mm-hmm. but I think especially in our society with the women are most are portrayed most of the time on the screen, the mm-hmm. way they were portrayed was very, very necessary. Okay. We need we need our little our young women, we need our little girls, we need e- e- white or black to be able to see but especially black to yeah. be able to see strong females or or women on the screen mm-hmm. doing their thing um in a way that um sort of says like cuz in a lot of ways <laughs> The the guys who were the problem in this film were all guys. Yes. None of the women were ever really causing the problems. They mm-hmm. were always trying to fix something. There was always a guy in the way doing something stupid, whether mm-hmm. it was T'Chaka, Emotional. whether it was doing whether it was mm-hmm. T'Challa, whether it was Killmonger. And Wakabi. these these were yeah, <laughs> Wakabi even. Like, yeah, because he was the one who kinda enabled that guy. Fuck that. Man. I know. <laughs> he he's the real problem, Doug. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think the way they're portrayed, like they're they're all smart, they're all intelligent, mm-hmm. they're all beautiful. Um, they know how to whoop ass. Mm-hmm. You know, they know their way around. Like, the, like even even the way they kind of had uh, Shuri kind of as the the, the tech guru. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like at first I kind of had a problem with that because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you guys aren't acting like the child is just a regular schmo, and he's right. one of the most intelligent people in in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna put her there, mm-hmm. that that's necessary too because we need to sort of sort of portray portray that like he doesn't have like a Q like there right. is in, in James Bond or mm-hmm. something. He has a, a woman who is his sister that mm-hmm. is that smart that comes up with. So so much of this technology yeah. that says, hey, black women, you can do STEM stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, black women, you can still kick ass with the best of them. Like mm-hmm. they had Koye in that in that sort yes. of situation in the Kia, like showing that just because you're a woman doesn't mean you have to necessarily have to be, have a bleeding heart. You can still be just as effective mm-hmm. in whatever role you're doing in creating change in the world. Absolutely. I would I would love to see Queen Ramonda whooping some ass. Yeah, I, I, she was definitely underutilized in yeah. a lot of ways to me, man. Especially being Angela Bassett. It's yes, like, uh, you didn't. It's sort of all she was sort of doing was smiling and looking royal, and then being fretful, and that's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, especially reading the current Black Panther run, I'm like, I, I just wanted more from her. That's mm-hmm. probably the thing. The worst part of the movie for me is that I just expected more. Of that character, um, I would hope that I hope that in Infinity War she is at least in there for like a scene. Yeah, like I hope so. Like there has to be, especially because in Disney movies the women moms are always dead and gone. Yep, and then because <laughs> yep. this is a Disney movie, hell, yeah. and um, and she's a black woman, a black queen, and she's not like Maleficent. She's not evil right. or the witch she's in not Snow White. Yeah. yeah, or Ursula. She's very much like you know defying stereotypes just in existing mm-hmm. so i want i want more from her i want more from romanda god damn <laughs> oh my god but yeah the women were very integral to this film and i enjoyed seeing them because especially that scene between okoye and nakia when she was like oh come with us she's like Bitch, I can't come with you. Yeah, like, it's like, like I, I get what you're saying, but like I signed up to serve Wakanda, yes, and not to yes. serve T'Challa. Yes, and that right there, she's like, yeah, everybody's not a spy who can just leave whenever. Yeah, they she walk. got a thunder on that. Which is like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, and the kid was like, you gotta take that L, you right, gotta get right. your ass back because <laughs> you fucked your ass. Right. But yes, yeah, so I enjoyed seeing the women portrayed, and I enjoyed it because we haven't even gotten a Black Widow film, and she's been around for years. To be honest, dog, like, mm. I don't know how well that but, translates. But that's what I'm saying. 
But you know what? I'm sorry. You know mm-hmm. what? My what I just said mm-hmm. is the reason black people don't be getting the kind of films they do. There's some there's some executive in an office saying, uh-huh. I don't know if that's gonna make any money. Like maybe we should pass see, on that. If she like she doesn't have a story. She she ha- you're right, she has a very um rich backstory that mm-hmm. has been retcons several times, right. which that can be you know, rolled into the film itself. But even if, and I'm not advocating for white women, but <laughs> that's my caveat. But if some, if they had have given that property to a group of white women or women in general, Black Widow probably could have been an amazing film that predated Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, got all that shine. I, I right. just, like a, a spy film about a woman, even if you had to add a bunch of men in it so the dude bros could go see it, you still could have done her film in a way where, she she has the history. Scarlett Johansson is a conventionally attractive woman right. with a decent body. She's not 57 years old like and falling phrase. apart. Like, conventionally attractive. I like that. I'm yeah, starting using that. Wife of, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, but she like she isn't a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. She can make 10 more films. Mm-hmm. And, be, and like I've seen even her range, like for those of you who don't care for her acting, sorry about that, whatever. But she was <laughs> in that. Don Juan movie, and then in the uh, yeah, I, I, Black I, Black Panther, um, Civil War, and then what is the movie where she was the god damn it, she became like a god. Um, oh, I know the one you're talking about, Morgan Freeman, yeah, where she, she, Joy, not Joy, no, I keep wanting to call it Limitless, but it's not that one, it is, but it's kind of like yeah, that. She turns that, into that computer, and so yeah. she, I feel like she has the range to like you can't. Blame her not having a movie because her acting isn't well, isn't good. Plus, you can use that vehicle like to introduce other characters, like minor characters, like Crimson Dynamo or somebody Listen. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that he matters that much, but you know, but they she can has build a, him up. Yeah, and she has a, a history that I think you know because um, what's her face? Uh, I can't think her name. The one that was mm-hmm. the Silver Lining Playbook. Yeah, who played Mystique? Uh, yeah, Funny Face. Yeah, <laughs> Damn, what is her name? She's getting a, a Russian spy movie, which could that like, could have that could have been Black Widow. Nigga, dog. that it, it's like how do you get things so right but get them so wrong? Yeah, like yeah. that goes back to somebody sitting in an office saying, "Hey, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to put fifty million, sixty million dollars into this. It ain't gonna make any money." And then that's the thing you didn't even got to do because I think Ant Man's budget was small. Yeah, the first Ant Man, but you would do that shit for a white dude in a minute. Mm-hmm. But women, blacks, gays, handicapped people—they don't get like Misty Knight. As much as I love, oh god, hyper because I can't remember Simone Mystic. God damn it, I couldn't remember her name. Okay, as much as I love Misty Knight as a character, it would have been amazing to see a black woman who is handicapped or differently abled with no mm-hmm. arm to play that character. Yeah. That would be amazing. And now nothing away from Simone Missing. She'd been killing it. But just think of you that would have been a job for a person who probably would just get some other bullshit. Right. And you in a major like God. So if nothing else, I hope there's like a stunt person who maybe is has that particular handicap and is, you know, which May or may not happen, but right. saying all to say, this is what happens when you get representation. You get an amazing film like Black Panther, and you could have gotten an amazing Black Widow film before DC put out Wonder Woman. Right. But 
And and what what has a tendency to happen? Uh, and this is not in Hollywood, just in Hollywood. This is across a bunch of different fields. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, okay, we'll try it, and then they self sabotage it by you know doing half ass cinematographers, half ass writers, people who have no directing mm-hmm. experience at mm-hmm. all. Then they're like, see, we threw twenty million dollars at it, and we didn't give it any kind of promotional budget, and Brown then it Mary. bombed in a box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it bombed in a box office. See, see, we tried, we tried. Mm-hmm. And and the reality is Black Panther shows when you put the right amount of money behind something, mm-hmm. when you get the right kind of people involved, when you do your same due diligence that you would spend on an Iron Man three or on, you know, the first um Avengers movie, mm-hmm. you get these kind of big results. So Which is just again, representation matters. Absolutely. In front of and behind the camera, in front of and behind the pages of a comic book. It matters. Like just for as great as Black Panther was and for all the information and all the research that Ryan Coogler did, imagine if Black Panther had have been created by two people from Africa. Imagine if we get a storm movie led by a woman who is Egyptian. Yeah. A woman who was born in Cairo. And like just imagine the nuance we'll get that us as African Americans we might not get everything, but somebody who's African will understand the shit and be laughing. And we like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think what the, one of the smart things that Ryan Coogler did is, I don't know how much control he had over casting, but there were a lot of African people who have African, like first generation, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. or direct African descendants uh, in the movie. Yeah. I think that was very smart mm-hmm. on top of, um, like, so one of the things I didn't like that Chadwick Boseman was talking about, um, his accent, he said he got, is South, South African. Yeah, South African. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you pull that from a Central African nation like that's essentially Ethiopia in this universe where it's located? Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know where you pull that from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I saw some of the influences and um, they were more West African than East African, yeah. despite this being a more East African mm-hmm. you know country. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of th- those are the kind of tidbits I can I can pick at. Mm-hmm. But I get what you're saying. Right, when, right, right. If we're gonna create uh, an, a universe, you know, which is what you're doing in a movie mm-hmm. around a person, mm-hmm. the closer that you get to wherever the actual source material yeah. says they are, mm-hmm. the better the quality of the film is going to be. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel like, oh, but it's not going to translate well for Asian audiences in China because it's in Africa, or it's not going to translate well to African American mm-hmm. audiences because they don't know anybody who's Guyanese. Mm-hmm. It's like, Look, if it's a good story, at the end of the day, if it's a good story that's properly written, that's true to whatever, because the comic book stories work. Yeah. If you translate them properly, everything goes gangbusters. Right, 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 right. And you're absolutely right. And that's the thing that I'm hoping that Black Panther opens the door to get in not just things with black people. Like, give me an Iron Fist who's Asian. You know, give me, Mm -hmm. uh, and this might seem ridiculous to some of you, but give me a Jubilee movie. Give me a Jubilee movie that pre that is the prequel or pre prelude to an X-Men film because she was one of the entry level characters in the eighties. Give it to an Asian team. Give it to a woman who is first generation Asian, mm-hmm. Asian American, right. and she deals with being a wealthy ass privileged girl in this white space, becoming an orphan and being a mutant. Like yeah. give me I hope Black Panther proves to people that if you give these properties to people who have similar, if not the exact same, lived-in experience, then you'll make money. Mm-hmm. Like that's at the end of the day, that's what it is because they after money. We yeah. after the entertainment, they after the money. So just who? So who do you think you see being introduced uh, as a black character next in the Marvel universe because of this movie? 
because of mm. like I, they don't have to necessarily be related to the Black Panther like you know mythos, but like another major character that they could introduce and say, hey, because Black Panther worked, we can now do a movie around this person. I want to say or give them a major role in a movie. Lunetta Lafayette, but she's having her animated series already. Mm-hmm. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. So I would say it would be a mutant with the way that you have um, brought in the the um, you've acquired the mutants now. Yeah, I feel like, and this will lead into another episode of Carefree Black Nerd that Bishop would mm-hmm. be the next character because he's. Um, he's Australian. He's um, Aboriginal. Aboriginal. Right. He is an imposing character, mm-hmm. and with him bringing in this time traveling story, you can easily retcon the mutants into this Fox universe. I did not universe. think about and that so, angle. I think that would be very smart if they went the route. That's dope. Uh, copyright care for you, Black Nerd. That's if, right. That's right. <laughs> if you would bring in Bishop and. By extension, Gateway, who is his grandfather, mm-hmm. and his sister, Shard. Yeah. Even if you, I hate I hate this, if you have to kill her, like she has been in the comics, but if you at least introduce her as this, because again, we know black people and people of color can be born with blonde hair and different color <laughs> Talk eyes. To Talk to so it would be amazing if you got actual aboriginal actors and yes. actresses yes. and brought them into this space. Mm-hmm. That would be very smart on Marvel's part, and that would be an amazing way to introduce the, even introducing the Fantastic Four, if you pull from... Bishop fucking up the time stream and bringing yeah. in his universe, and yeah. now they can already have existed. It, like it's it's that's an amazing idea, yeah. man, and that completely like erases everything that Fox did, but mm-hmm. it still exists. You know, absolutely, what I'm saying? absolutely. That's, that's a dope. I, I I was wondering how they're gonna make that work. It that would be if they hire me, Marvel. I'm if you, saying y'all smart, y'all need to fuck with Rain Coleman, man. He got them ideas. Look, look. email at carefreeblacknerd at gmail dot com. That's right. Like I've 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 got several different ideas on how this could work but mm-hmm. I think that would be smart um, you would ride off the high of Black Panther and of Luke Cage because again Bishop is a imposing physical force like he looks like he's mm-hmm. a tall nigga with big guns and a big chest Yeah, and um, you, and it doesn't take much with his mutant power and that's the other thing because his mutant power is based off of um, um, it's not as visual. It's more physical. Yeah. It can be because uh, he absorbs It's kind of like the Wakandan. And, I mean, the Black Panther suit. Yeah, He, he that, absorbs energy. Also, um, Kevin Bacon from First Class. Oh, yeah, That okay. is, you know, a direct. That's exactly what Bishop's powers are. But just like Cable, he uses Sebastian guns. Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. He uses guns and more tech than he does his actual mutant ability. Right. So that's why I think Cable is going to do so well in the Deadpool film because, again, he's um, telekinetic and he has all these abilities, but Mm -hmm. because of the techno-organic virus, he uses guns. Right. So that would be another way to merge Deadpool into the – because, yes, Bishop. Now that you you, you mention that, I thought it was interesting that I didn't see a whole lot of um, uh, kinetic energy type of weapons, I guess, in Wakanda. What I mean is like guns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't see those very much. I saw, you know, some energy weapons, but Mm -hmm. it was almost like the society was so advanced that that guns weren't weren't necessary, that everything was like energy based. Mm -hmm. I did hear a lot of people, though, um, complaining about uh, the Everett Ross character, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of... um, 
saving white people. This is the yeah. theory I heard from some mm-hmm. hotel type mm-hmm. people. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, white people finna get dead in because all this Wakanda, you know, uh, weaponry was coming. Uh, you know, he was the one that had to save the day while I was even there in the first place. But you know, that's they had to give him something to do. He was an entry point character because yeah. he was very different from everybody else again going back to jubilee she has been the entry point character before her it was kitty pride mm-hmm. it was the young character that brought you into the film right. he is so different from everybody in wakanda he sticks out yeah add to that him and claw was he no claw was it no he was in um civil war right was yeah claw was so they are the tie to the other Wait, movies or was it the avengers film? no ultron, ultron yeah ultron. He's, he's an age ultron so I don't have an issue with him. I um I I feel as if they used him properly because he would not have survived on that battlefield. So they oh, gave no. him something yeah. to do that made sense, although I do personally wish that one of those planes had have gotten away to it, set yeah. up a future Black Panther yeah, film. Exactly. Like I, if Infinity War let all that shit happen and once that shit died down, let us find out there was a spy in England who got a hold of the weapons who believed in Killmonger mm-hmm. and now we gotta go on this around the world chase to try to find this weapon and hunt it down cause that's copyright black every black <laughs> but like it's just, it's so much that can be done yeah you might have to bleep out some stuff yeah I think so I think I'll put that long bell in a bit <laughs> but yeah but all that being said I feel like he was a a good character because if he had been a black person it would have made for me no sense if I'm a CIA agent and I'm black mm-hmm. and I'm in Everett Ross's um, uh, spa- uh, space or whatever and I'm doing what he's doing, once I wake up on the table in Wakanda, I don't have to go back to America. I'm not Sign trying to, no. Yeah. You know, tag me, give me them bees or whatever. Yeah. Like, And if I have a family, can we go get my family? Yeah. You know, because it's just like I, there's there was no reason. If he was a black character, that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Add to that, he was created by, fuck, who created him? Was it, did Priest create him? He was introduced in, I think Priest did. He was introduced in a Black Panther book, and he was created specifically for. Pulling up the comics. Right, right, right. Uh, Yes, this is, because I think this is his first, and this is uh, Black Panther, Priest, Evans, Manly. I have the trade, so I don't know the book by title uh the client either way he was introduced specifically to be what he was in the film in the comic so i was okay, okay. with that like okay. i don't okay like you could be hotel about anything but, I, know, I know right but that like he yeah. didn't he saved them through the direction of shuri and because he had that flight experience like she said oh i made this an american um American plane or whatever, so you should be fine. Like, even him saving the day was only because of what a black woman did, Mm -hmm. laying down the groundwork for him. Like, it's not just like in, side note, in Scandal, all that shit that (laughs) did is because a black woman had your back all this goddamn time. But again, I don't, I wasn't. And let's not act like he didn't save Nikki's life. That holds a lot of value for T'Challa. Absolutely. And they're like, yeah, let's, that's the, the very reason why he was even brought back with them. Right. Like, Akoya was like, leave the yeah, nigga here. Yeah, we just let him bleed out. He'd be right. Like, that nigga, he'd be, fuck that nigga. And but, of course, was she, was she the one that was like military minded? Like, yeah. his job is to yes. report back. That's what he's supposed to yes. do as a duty. Yes. So either he's got moral quandaries or he's going to do his job. Mm-hmm. Either way, he shouldn't be leaving here Absolutely. alive. Absolutely. She, 
I, I, I like that's one of the things I like about her character. She is dude first. We are about that business. Was cold for real. Yeah. I and although Dormilaje are only you know devoted to the king, if they had of for some reason had her and Wakabi have a child, I would love to see how she interacts with her child versus how like Ramonda interacted with Shuri or like how does this mm-hmm. strong general interact with her child, be it a little boy or a little girl. Yeah, you know that would have been dope too, but mm-hmm. you know it 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 is what it is. But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I this this was an amazing movie. Um, it's completely like like I I'm I'm juiced to see what happens next. I mm-hmm. think it's dope that uh the next Avengers movie a lot of it takes place in Wakanda. Absolutely, I think that's dope. Hopefully, it's not a situation because I have I've tried to stay away from I've done a media blackout on that movie too <laughs> as much as possible. I hope it's not a situation where um. They basically like wipe out half the country or some shit fighting. That's gonna piss me off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it, this is I can't think of a better execution. Like I mean, now that everybody's seen it, there's mm-hmm. little things you would change. But if you had to start from scratch and say yeah. make a Black Panther movie, this could yeah. be effective. I can't think of something from scratch that would end up better than this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I just know everyone has ideas on what they would change and what they would do. Because hell, I have my own ideas. But for us getting an all-star cast, an amazing director and writer, mm-hmm. and putting it into the framework of the overall Marvel universe, this was A-plus for me. Yeah. Like, because yeah. we know it happens a week after everything happened in Civil War. Mm. So one week, and we, of course not one week, but one week, and we get this dope-ass movie to feed into the next Big blockbuster, like right. you can't, you can't beat that. Yeah, this was good, and uh, the success definitely says that they're gonna make some some more movies. Um, I like the way the the executives that they interviewed mm-hmm. were were sort of talking about it. Um, one of the things that I thought one of them said was interesting. Um, he said, uh, "We don't know if we're gonna you're gonna get a second shot at this. So everything you want to put in the movie, you need to put in the movie. Right, right, right. But right. then you know later they were like, so if you guys do a sequel, he was like." I don't see anybody else other than Ryan Coogler doing Absolutely. it. If he wants to do it, he can do it as much as he and wants to do I it. I hope. I hope he does. Because that's the thing that fucked me up with the X-Men movies. And with this Gambit movie, this Gambit movie has had like 50, 11 directors already. It's in development hell, isn't it? It it keeps getting pushed back and yeah. it keeps changing directors. And that's what I'm saying. Like you have, if you go with what works, if this is working, let this man, and it's working and it's quality. Mm-hmm. And if he's proven himself on Fruitville Station, excuse me, and uh, Creed, which if you just made, that's Michael B. Jordan in Creed, in my head canon, is Killmonger in the years before he came to Wakanda. <laughs> like, there's not, you can't, take, like, that's oh, just. Man. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel that's, you. That's I feel it. You and that, and um, Homegirl, uh, 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 Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Is the girl that broke his heart now that light skinned girl that he shot in uh Black Panther that was, her was just symbolically right? You know, that was like, you know, <laughs> fuck it, this my rebound. I, like, he could never get to her again. Yeah. So, every light skinned girl he did, he just do them wrong. <laughs> and so, the boy, he didn't kill. Like, that's I feel like Creed is just a pre and then Fruitville Station is too. This is mm. after, <laughs> after the evolution. <laughs> This is him. Yes, yeah, so so Fruitville Station to Creed is the backstory for Killmonger, period. That's right. head cannon, that's what it is. Oh shit. So yeah. so from a um from a an actor's perspective, who do you think 
is the biggest winner? Like from from the creators too, we can include mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler. Who do you think is going to be the biggest winner? Get the biggest boost from this career wise. On the surface, I'm going to say it's a tie between Letitia Wright and Winston Duke because mm-hmm. they are the fan favorites. And and what we notice in this instant social media world, the fans sometimes determine a lot of what you see on film. Yeah. A lot of, and even dating all the way back to Spider-Man way back in the day where they killed Gwen Stacy because people were writing in saying that they didn't like her. They, right. She was getting in the way of him and Mary Jane. That's the whole reason she died to mm. begin with. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, right. But I and heard I, about the fan backlash. I didn't know they acted on it. And that's why she died initially. And now people were, oh, she was, you know, love his life. No, nigga, y'all, <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all wanted her dead. Look, she dead. No, be get quiet. Get mad at your dad and your uncles for killing her when they was kids. <laughs> But all that being said, I feel like Shuri and Mbok- Mbaku, Mbaku mm-hmm. will be the winners mainly because Brian, Brian, Michael B. Jordan has had a career. Yeah. T'Challa, uh, Chadwick Boseman has mm-hmm. had a career. Yep. Angela Bassett has had a career. Lupita yep. Nyong'o, as great as she was, she's had a career. Yeah. These two, I feel like, are going to, what I would hope is catapult this idea that you can have I feel like their careers can only go up from here and they're going to be rapid. Like I, I follow him on it. Well, all of them, but I've been seeing more activity from him on Instagram and it's been about, He's been these little thirst traps because he had a picture. Yeah, I've seen like the gym one. Well, I see that one. Okay, okay. He had his shirt kind of open and it was like uh, the caption was something to the effect of, yeah, this film is done well. You know, this my family, Wakanda forever. I'm like, nigga, that has you nothing to do with the shirt. That's like, yeah, classic thirst trap. Pictures like that. I'm like, nigga, what are you doing? But, but like getting I, my followers up. Absolutely. That's what he, because shit, I'm following him. Hell, that's one more, if nothing else. But yeah, I think those two will probably fare the best, especially since, and I didn't look up Letitia, but I know Winston will be in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine he would have a pretty significant part because he is the leader of the Jabari tribe. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking you got the high of Black Panther in February, and then what is it? Uh, is it May for Infinity War? Whenever it comes out in May? I, May or June? I'll, I'll Google it. Cause I know May is May eighteenth is Deadpool. I think New Mutants has been pushed to twenty nineteen. I think May fourth. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's coming up soon. Like you, wow. you this nigga gonna be I'm feeling spoiled. Look, look, <laughs> what a time to be alive. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think Shuri and Mbaku will be the ones who will probably fare the best from this film. I think they're probably gonna get the most looks. I think I, I agree with that too. I, I was gonna say Ryan Coogler, but I'll get to him in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, Winston will definitely Winston Duke and then uh, Letitia, um, because for to me for them like the way they were able to seal ste- steal scenes mm-hmm. and uh, you know get that that fan that fan backing and people talking about them even after the movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when um. Chadwick Boseman did that Jackie Robinson film. Yeah. After yeah. he performed so well in that, mm-hmm. it opened up a world of stuff for him because mm-hmm. that was the first major thing that he had done. Right, right, right. You know, uh, on the screen. But in my personal opinion, I think the biggest long-term winner hopefully is going to be Ryan Coogler. I see I see him turning into, like, the next uh, John. No, I, well, <laughs> he's probably woke like Spike Lee, but I think Hollywood's going to trust him more like John Singleton. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, he did Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. and then, you know, my, him and Michael B. Jordan are like, you know, they boys, they damn near brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he did Apollo, uh, the, the Creed movie, yeah. but that had a smaller budget. They gave him a $200 million budget and said, make it work. Yeah. And he, you know, got their m- money back plus some in four mm-hmm. days. So mm-hmm. I think now he, 
kind of like Chadwick Boseman is like every black person in Hollywood every yeah. time they cast a movie. Right. Ryan Coogler is going to be that new, hey, we need to uh, meet the quota director. Yeah. You know, and, and hopefully he can turn that into a Tyler Perry type of thing. Yeah. Because the, the movie was filmed, a lot of the movie was filmed at the Tyler Perry sound stages yeah. in Atlanta. Wow, he got mad and then he decided to pull that up so people knew. But yeah. Oh, and I didn't know that. Yeah, he, I don't care what he said. He got mad. People made all these memes about uh, Medea goes to Wakanda or something. And so <laughs> he posted, why y'all going to Wakanda, you know, this is where most of it was filmed, or something to that effect. And I was like, Nigga, that's cool, bro, but you're a one trick pony when it comes to creativity, dog. Yes, like, like, even like, I can't say that about Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. have no doubt that Tyler Perry could never write a movie like Ryan Coogler wrote in Black Panther. See, I feel like he could do well if he would, because I think there's a, there's a space for a Medea movie, there is a space for the movies and the properties that he makes. But when you've sure. done things like A Family That Prays and Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and then you do a Medea Boo. Or Medea Christmas. It does kind of confuse your brand. It does. And it would be very different if you had two different... They can even exist in the same universe, Tylerverse or whatever. But if you can't distinctly separate them where I know Diary of a Mad Black Woman, uh, For Colored Girls, and Mm -hmm. Family That Prays is in this particular timeline, speaking in comic form, (laughs) versus Medea just popping in. Because I can even take Medea in those serious movies... If she, if she's toned down to fit, right? But you, like you she's said, too over he time. all over the place. Mm-hmm. He got like all that being said. Calm down, Tyler, and get you a Ryan to help because he has things like have and have nots, which I haven't seen, but I heard I it's either, good. Yeah. And um, um, what's the other shit about the? Now that's the trailer park girls. And then the what's the shit with the wealthy black people? Maybe that's the have and have nots. And then he has something. Either way, he has two dramas that seem to be well received, okay. kind of like Queen Sugar, I would imagine. If I'm wrong, y'all let me know in the comments, whatever. But all that being said, like if you could get with somebody like Ryan Coogler to flesh out some, give him three of your properties mm-hmm. and see what he does with them versus what you're doing with them. Yeah. Why you, you know? But I, I think I think Ryan Coogler, from a creative perspective, is the new one of the new it guys in Hollywood. Especially you mm-hmm. know when we need a black guy, we know we this guy will make us money. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, yeah, he is the winner. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was a great situation for just about everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Even Martin Freeman, the guy who played Everett Ross. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. it, it it did something good for everybody's career. Yeah. Except for like, I mean, it probably didn't do anything for Angela Bassett, but she's a luminary. Like she's a, a black legend as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. So it's a situation where I'm like, I'm just happy you showed up. Absolutely, because she is. I I would love for her to have played the character she played in American Story Horror Story Coven. Mm-hmm. If she could have been that character maybe translated as a Wakandan, but she was them long ass braids, that smart ass mouth, she was like, oh she I'm glad they didn't make Ramonda like that. That would have pissed mm-hmm. me off if Ramonda was that character. I've been like, man, man all right, man, this this meddling ass mama. Man, no wonder T'Chaka did. Oh God damn! <laughs> he oh, tried shit. to get away from you. Oh God, yeah. Oh, so last thing, um, last on the rumors. So supposedly the Soul Gem is somewhere in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it mentioned at all in the movie. But that's I think that's a testament to Ryan. Being like, okay, this can exist on its own. Mentioning the Soul Gem would have brought it more into this Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way where it I don't feel like it would have stood on its own. 
Like I was expecting like the the mid roll, mm-hmm. the okay, credits. Yeah. I was expecting okay. maybe to see something about it mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you know, um, or maybe at the very end. Like mm-hmm. I, I was figuring Bucky was going to be in the post credits yeah. with some allusion to him, but. They they other than showing you know Bucky's got his mind right now mm-hmm. they that's a good point they didn't talk about her or move anything toward mm-hmm. Infinity Wars at all yeah except for that very last message that said Black Panther yeah, will appear right. next and it like that I was right. like oh shit this it but yeah no and I and I'm happy for that I um because I still honestly if I'm gonna be honest with you class I don't even understand what the fuck is going on with these gems I don't. I understand that there's a way mean? to track them, like how, where they've appeared in the different Marvel movies, but I've never been into Thanos or Avengers, so all of this, oh. a lot of it is new to me, and tracking these gems to lead up to the Infinity War, I get it, but I don't like when Hela was talking about um, the fake shit that her daddy had in the fucking basement of the castle and shit. She's like, oh, this shit is fake, and it's fake, because... I don't think Marvel had a clear vision of what movie and what property these gems would appear in that now it's kind of retconning a lot of shit. I know I'm just not the the next the if you choose to have a class on the the gems and uh-huh. Thanos, I, he's like he's him and Dark Side are my very very favorite comic book characters. Okay. So I, okay. I kind of like really bad bad guys. Okay. Um, I would love to sit in on that. All right. And, well then, yeah. Let's, yeah. Guest guest lecturer. Let's mark that on the books then, because I that's that is out of my wheelhouse. I don't okay. know shit about none of that. <laughs> I'm just like all right. But if they had brought it up in this movie, it would have tied it more to the Marvel universe in a way that I feel like wouldn't allow this to stand alone but i'm confident that ryan coogler would have done a well enough job where i would have understood exactly what was going on Mm. with those gym just from the care that he put into this film you know the the that man is dope. Mm-hmm. That man yeah. is dope. Like when when you give him that kind of creative control, because I feel like I, since Fruitvale Station, well, even even not with that, because that 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 was based on like something that happened in mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. Oscar Grant. Um, this this is the first time I've seen when when he had a budget like this anyway to mm-hmm. be able to get a full paintbrush and and grab from whatever source material he wanted mm-hmm. and uh, run with it. Yeah, and kudos to him for that. Like you can only get better from here him and uh and then even with taking a step back to the thor movie oh what's the man name watiki wakiki the man who did he's the man of color oh is he english and middle eastern either way he did a lot with thor that we weren't getting before and i think this still falls on representation when you Mm. have people he's not a white man but he, he made this movie about this white man and i said it before and i'll say it again he gave us the storm that we should have gotten from Marvel, from Fox rather. Yeah. In between um, Valkyrie and Thor, like he gave us the like, cause just the effects uh, and just the way in which he used his lightning on it. I'm just like, why well, we haven't gotten this before? And mm-hmm. it wasn't even so much cause those moments were like maybe two minutes here, three minutes. There weren't drawn out, but again, can't, People of color handling these properties are giving us amazing, amazing products. When you when you have a different walk 
a walk of life when you have different life experiences than your average i mean i'm gonna just say prototypical white guy mm -hmm. um you're gonna be able to feed from those experiences and grab from those experiences and, and when you have people when you have multiple viewpoints it always creates a better structure it always mm -hmm. creates better storytelling mm -hmm. so that that inclusivity to me is is super important diversity within storytelling is who is very important to get a very very complete you know, better story. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, and it does a service to white folks as well, because you get to see something that's not just yourself. Like we learn it from you motherfuckers all the time. Absolutely. We I, don't have a choice really. Look, if you're I trying to survive out here. Fucking watching friends and side field and shit like mm -hmm. that. Like my sense of humor is, you know, I could watch Def Comedy it's Jam. Yeah, it's diverse. But, you know, put mad about you on and I'm going to be cracking up. You, you know, but that, <laughs> so like all that being said, like even with that, because we've been forced to assimilate mm -hmm. in so many regards, I can probably write an amazing Batman story because I've had to see how you motherfuckers live for so long. Mm -hmm. So I know I could, I could write a, a bomb ass Supergirl story. I could write just a rogue story by her. So like, I know I can do it. I'm confident in myself. I know I can yeah, do it, but okay. I'm sure there's a number of black people and Mexicans and whites, oh, not whites, <laughs> Latinos, <laughs> who can write these stories because this is what we're spoon fed and force fed every day from commercials yeah. to TV shows. Right. To I even, have to know about your culture to operate always. within the, your culture. So yeah, I, you know, so shit. God damn it. Yes. I can do it. <laughs> so Marvel hire me shit. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know, man. Any um, lasting thoughts for the class about the film or anything else you want to dive into before we wrap it up? Um, no, sir. Once once again, it was it was an honor to be here. I really appreciate being on here. Um, and just, just the, the coverage and, and the details that you've been providing, especially with this Road to Wakanda series, um, I, I think the perspective, like, like look, look, if you're trying to get, the, the, the best thing to do is always just go to comic books and read them. But if you don't have like a month and a half, you know, of nothing else to do but read the comics, you just go ahead and hit that Road to Wakanda series and just listen to it while you're working out or driving in your car or, or washing dishes or something. And you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff and see a whole bunch of things in this film that you didn't see before. Absolutely. I, you know, I agree. I just, I, I consider better myself. I do appreciate <laughs> that for real. Cause this has been a labor of love. It has been a labor, yep. but a labor of love. Cause <laughs> yeah. this researching and take one, two, three, four, and five, it's been something. Um, and thank you all for rocking with me for this long. Cause it has been, it has been a ride. Um, so for those of you new listeners and new classmates, welcome. And for some of you returning, welcome back, as John says. But thank you all for listening to The Road to Wakanda. This has been an amazing session. Uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled lessons pretty soon here. We're riding high off the Black Panther film. Um, so again, as always, use the hashtag RTWPod when you're listening to um, live tweet this episode. Uh, if you're in Black Panther and you feel like you want to pull out your phone and tweet, use that hashtag. Mm -hmm. uh, find me at carefreeblacknerd.com and bynkradio.com at Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Leave comments on the message board, aka the SoundCloud comments. And until next time, stay carefree. Stay nerdy, stay geeky, and Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good about that.